All right, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Let's Get It. Chase Martos, Justin Helms here. It is football season officially. Well, it's already been football season preseason for the NFL, but college football season is officially here. So we're going to give our picks for this weekend's week one matchups. But before we do, we just want to remind you guys that you can follow us on TikTok at LGI underscore podcast and Twitter as well with the same um, username or profile, whatever you call it. All right, Justin, let's go ahead and get into these picks. Let's start with the best game of the the one that everybody wants to talk about. Georgia versus Clemson. This is... The biggest game of the weekend, I won't call it the biggest game of the year because it's just week one. We don't know how those teams are going to to play out. It's a very important game for, well, for fans at least. For both of these teams, if they went out in their conference, they're still in the playoffs. But this is a very fun matchup. This is a, a matchup where, to me, both teams are in a very um, – are in a situation where they have a lot of the same strengths and a lot of the same weaknesses. For Clemson, their offensive line is a big weakness for them. I think their offensive line, Clemson fans say their biggest offense or their biggest liability last year was their offensive line. Travis Etienne was one of the, the best running backs, obviously. He was a first-round pick last year. This is a game where it's going to come down to who wins in the trenches, I feel like. The offensive line of both teams versus the defensive line of both teams. And um, I think that that's what's going to be it. I think Clemson's defensive line is filled with multiple four- and five-star players, multiple guys that have a lot of experience, including – uh, K.J. Henry, who, who's been there, by Bryce Bressy, I think is his name, who um, was the number one rated recruit two years ago. And so he will be, he will be um, a big part in this game as well. But, Justin, go first. What's your pick? Um, this is a hard one. This is – I've gone back and forth on this one a lot. I I trust JT Daniels and what he's done and what I saw out of him last year and in the spring game. I I think Georgia's offense will be better by a lot because of him. Um, Georgia's defense lost a little bit, especially in the DBs and everything like that. But I'm not very, very worried about that. I think... Trevor Lawrence is the, obviously is the biggest loss out of both teams. And, but I just, I can't help but feel like Clemson just finds ways to win games like these. Just because Dabo Sweeney, he's been there before. We saw what DJ could do in that Notre Dame game last year. They'll probably have – I'm not sure who the next up running back is, but they'll probably have another running back who's probably not far behind Travis Etienne who's been waiting for his turn. 
So I feel like this one goes to Clemson. I think Georgia has a very good year this year, but I think they get knocked down in the beginning and then they get back up and they go crazy like after that. But I think that that's a, that's a fair pick. Um, I think that you're right. I mean, Dabo Sweeney has recruited for this a lot, but I think that the biggest thing is that these guys, it's the, if this was week seven through 12 or even in the playoffs, Clemson might be at that level right now, but I don't know if they are right now. You look at their biggest playmakers from last year's team on offense specifically, they are gone. It was Trevor Lawrence. It was uh, Rogers. It was Travis Etienne and it was Powell. So those guys are all gone. Those guys were the ones that were making the biggest impact offensively. Justin Ross returns from his injury. Um, but I want to I want to look at their receivers that they have coming back. Frank Ladson Jr., who is a junior, he's one of the starters. I looked at their depth chart. In 2020, he had 18 catches for 281 yards and three touchdowns. Joseph pronouncing, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this one right. Joseph in, okay, Nagata, I'm just going to say it. Seven catches for 83 yards and zero touchdowns a year ago. And then... N-G-A-T-A? Yes. Probably Nada, because remember Haloti Nada? That's correct. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Their two leading receivers coming back. Justin Ross is their biggest playmaker. Of course, like I said, he didn't play, but he'll be in the slot. The championship, like what? Yeah. Years ago, that was kind of a bit ago. Yeah. And then EJ Williams is a sophomore. He had 24 catches for 308 yards, but he was dropped in the depth chart for them as of yesterday. So we'll see how much play time he gets. And then Get ready for this. I practiced saying this multiple times. DJ Uyunglele will be the starting quarterback for Clemson. And, you know, he had a he had a big game against Notre Dame last year. There, there's no way around it. He threw for 439 yards last year. He he looked, yeah, he did. And he was he was just a freshman. I think he'll be ready for this game. I think that he will have a big game. But you look at the guys that he was throwing to last year, and again, it was Powell, it was ETN, and those guys are both gone. The leading rusher for um, for Clemson returning is Alin J. Dixon. He is a senior. He had 42 carries for 190 yards last year. It was more of a year of ETN and Trevor Lawrence. So it'll be interesting to see how much he is used. And then they have more of a receiving back and sophomore Kobe Pace. He didn't get a lot of time either. So it's a new offense for Clemson. I think there are more question marks for Clemson than there are for Georgia. And I think it's going to be a very close game. But I'm going to go with Georgia just because of less question marks on their team. Yes, they, Georgia is going to be missing two of its playmakers on offense and Darnell Washington and Eric Gilbert. They're going to be missing Tyke Smith at cornerback. So I just I just think that there are less question marks on Georgia, though. 
So I'm going to go with them in week one. I understand. I definitely, I definitely understand that. And, and you know, it, it's, it could have been different if it was week seven through 12 and we knew more about Clemson. This is a very toss up game. And yeah. It's, it's hard to choose. Like Georgia. It's a neutral site they, game. They like, they're going to get ran over just because it's Clemson. Yeah. Like, I, Georgia did some good things last year. Once they got JT Daniels in there, and if you were paying attention, you saw that he was real. Yeah, and, and you know the guys that JT Daniel or JT Daniels was throwing to last year are all coming back this year. That's another thing, it is except for George Pickens who tore his ACL, he'll hopefully be back later in the year. But guys like Jermaine Burton, Marcus Rosemi, Jack Saint will be back this year. Arian Smith, um, among others, and. Uh, John Fitzpatrick will be back, and Brock Bowers has made some noise as well. But let's go to your Alabama Crimson Tide. How much does the number three Alabama Crimson Tide beat the number fourteen Miami Hurricanes by? <laughs> you can't even just—you can't even give me my prediction. I feel <laughs> but yeah, um, I—it's it, going to be pretty bad, guys. I'm—I don't—I don't think it's just going. Like, like I'm really, I don't like to get into this and, and like just throw out numbers and stuff like that because you never know anything could happen. Like I like to be cautious, knock on wood. Like, but I'm I have I don't really have a lot of faith in Miami and what they've done or Derek King if he's even there anymore. I'm not sure who is on the Hurricanes at this point, but it is. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't think he ended up leaving in the draft. But I it's going to be bad. I'm predicting that Bama puts up at least 42, maybe 35. They just came out with the official depth chart for Alabama. <coughs> um, there's a few surprises. Jaleel Billingsley is not the starter. Uh is going to be Cameron Latu, the the Hawaiian tight end that they got that showed out in in the um, the spring game. Um, Jace McClellan, the running back depth chart was one of another surprise. Brian Johnson is um no wait, what's his name? Dang, I'm forgetting his name. The first running back. I'm forgetting his name. Number twenty four. He's going to be number one. Then it's. Roy Dale Williams, then Trey Saunders, who actually beat out Jace McClellan, someone who I've been hyping up and stuff like that, which kind of surprised me. But Trey Saunders is finally getting his chance. He just got out of his injuries and everything like that. But I just – I don't really have a lot of faith in Miami. That's, that's really what it boils down to. They haven't really shown me much for the past few years. No one in the ACC except for Clemson has. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Bama – by at least three touchdowns, but I think I'm predicting we score 40 points or Alabama scores at least 40 points in this game. So like you mentioned, Bryce Young was what we already knew was named the starting job or starting quarterback of Alabama. And this, this game, I don't think that Alabama's going to get to 40 and that's not a knock. It's the first game of the season. They're replacing, they're also replacing guys. And so I just, I just have a hard time saying that they're going to put up 40 in the first game. Now, Miami's defense was pretty bad 
last year, but offensively they jumped uh, into offensively they jumped took a big jump with Rhett Lashley, who you might remember being Auburn's offensive coordinator back in the early Gus Malzahn days. He is the Miami offensive coordinator now, and he they they took a big jump when he was. Uh, in 2020 with him in his first year. De'Eric King tore his ACL last year. I'm not sure if he's going to be available, but if not, they have three freshman quarterbacks who are battling it out. One of them is Jake Garcia, who was highly touted and um, yep, Florida. last he's year's team. Florida or something like that. And, and so he will – they have either – a couple of freshman guys that can start. I'm not sure if De'Eric King is going to be there, but even if De'Eric King is there, Alabama is the better team. Alabama just reloads, and until they prove me wrong multiple years in a row, I will always choose Alabama to win a game. So give me Alabama in this game. I will say 35 to 14. And I was actually wrong. Jason McClellan is number two. He was the one I've been hyping. So, and Roy Dale Williams is number four on the running back depth chart. But one of the things I'm most excited about for Alabama this year that I forgot to mention is that the defense, I think the defense is going to be back for Bama. I think the Bama is going to be back to being the same type of way they were in like 2015 to 2018, where it's running the ball and a lot of defense. And the quarterback can do what he needs to get you by and everything like that. But now that we that Alabama has gotten into recruiting better quarterbacks, if Bryce Young can be a Mac Jones to a level quarterback, along with the defense that looks like it's going to be better and the running game is going to be a very scary sight for the season. I'm very excited for the season. I don't think that it's, I don't think he's going to be a game manager. I think he's better than a game manager. If anything, maybe the first couple of weeks just to get his feet wet as the starter. His ceiling can be Tua and his floor can be Blake Sims. That's what I feel. Cause I just feel like I haven't seen a ton from him. So I don't want to be like, oh yeah, like big Bryce Young. Cause I, I, I just, I really don't know. I really do not know. Like we've seen some from him in the spring game. But in the spring game, they can't even touch him. And he's more of a mobile quarterback. So I know he wants to move around and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of weird. So That's fair. That's fair. Okay, here's an interesting matchup. And, and Ole Miss is one of those teams to watch. Louisville versus Ole Miss. Um, I'm going Ole Miss. Uh, Louisville has, has not been there quite like that for a, a little minute there. And I trust Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin has... In his, I think it's only been what this is about to be his second season there, right? It's only second, and and he's already got the offense running the way he likes. It looks like he already has his players in there and everything. So um, I don't think Louisville is going to be able to stop that Ole Miss offense or or slow it down enough to to keep up with them and stuff like that. And once again, I do not trust the ACC, the All Cupcakes Conference. I've said that multiple times on here. They are not. They're not it. Like I, I need, I really want someone to be better so they can challenge Clemson, but they just aren't. So I'm going Ole Miss on this one. We talked a little bit on our last show. I do have Ole Miss winning this game. We talked a little bit on our last show about what Ole Miss has coming back, and Matt Corral is going to be the 
preseason first team all SEC. I think he's a Heisman contender. And with Lane Kiffin leading that offense, I think that that is a a team that can make some noise, a team that can honestly compete for second in the SEC West. Call me crazy, but I think it could happen. With how good that offense is, with that defense that is able to, or at least took a little bit of a step uh, under DJ Durkin as defensive coordinator last year. They, they, they played good enough, I feel like, and I think they can play good enough this year. And, and so, I, but in terms of week one, they're just a better team than Louisville. They are, they are more talented. I, I think they're honestly better coached. And I just think Ole Miss gets it done. They're at home. Give me Ole Miss in that game. All right, Ohio State versus Minnesota. Ohio State versus Minnesota. I'm going to go Ohio State, even though I think this game could be closer than what people expect. I really do. um, Ohio State lost Justin Fields. Their quarterback that they're coming in, that is, they're supposed to be their big guy that they've talked about, is a freshman. That's CJ Stroud. He's 6'3, 215. So he's a big guy, um, a mobile, kind of a mobile quarterback, stuff like that. But not a surprise. Ohio State, that's the quarterbacks they've had. That's the quarterbacks they recruit, the system they run. But Minnesota, um, they had. They've been kind of up and down in the past few years. They've had some times where they look like they've been pretty good and they've been ranked and they've challenged people in the Big Ten and stuff like that. And then they had years like last year where they weren't so good. So it's it's kind of an iffy thing, but I'm going to go with Ohio State. I guess I'm taking the safe pick, quote unquote. I, I just think it's the right pick. I don't think Minnesota is quite on the level of Ohio State yet. So. I'm going Ohio State on this one, but I would watch that quarterback situation for Ohio State. I, I, I'm not sure a freshman C.J. Stroud is the guy they want to go with off the bat. C, or I think C.J. Stroud is the guy that they said. Minnesota is one of those teams, like you said, last year they didn't have Rashad Bateman. He sat out. Tyler Johnson was gone. I think Tanner Morgan had left as quarterback. So it was a team that you had to expect was going to lose a lot of guys and um, take sort of a step back last year. This year's team, you know, I I don't – I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a Minnesota football expert, but I know that this year's team will not be able to compete with Ohio State even though they are – they are losing some people too, but Minnesota is at home. It's the first game of the season. Ohio State is a far better team than them. I think that just because it's the first game of the season and it's at Minnesota, they can keep it close, but give me Ohio State in this game. I think that they win. They pull away late or not pull away late. They it's close for about two and a half quarters and then Ohio state just kind of pours it on three and a half quarters in to win this game, two and a half quarters in win this game. And I want, I want to give you all a picture. And this is what I mean by they've been up and down last year, shortened season, 
You just heard all the players' name, Chase, Chase name that they had out. They went three and four. 2019, they went 11 and two. They only lost to Iowa and Wisconsin. Iowa, again, they shouldn't have lost. Wisconsin, they lost to at the end of the year. And they went and went on to beat Auburn in their bowl game that year. So they, it's not, I don't feel like they're far from knowing how to play good football in the Big Ten. Here's an interesting game that I think is North Carolina, Virginia Tech. North Carolina has some big expectations this year with Sam Howell as a junior quarterback. Mac Brown has definitely made some noise recruiting. I never thought that it would personally work out with Mac Brown there. I thought he was a little bit too old to take on a job like North Carolina, but he's been a perfect fit there. Virginia Tech has been starving for a home win against a, a ranked team, a, a bigger name team like North Carolina. Who is your pick in this game? Um, I'm going North Carolina. They were the better team last year. I think they're still the better team this year. Sam Howell will only get better. He, they've already predicted to him to be one of the top quarterback prospects coming out in the draft this year. A lot of people have predicted them to even maybe challenge Clemson this year in the ACC, hopefully. And if I'm, I'm right here, I'm looking at Virginia Tech's last five games, 45 to 10 versus Clemson, 47 to 14 loss versus, Pins, versus Pitt, Pittsburgh, 25 to 24 versus Miami. They kept it a little closer there. And then 38 to 35 versus Liberty. They kept it a little bit closer there as well. I'm, I'm but that that's four straight losses. So I'm not, I'm not a, like you said, you're not a big um, Minnesota football guy. I'm not a huge Virginia Tech football guy, but out of what I've heard from North Carolina and what I've seen from Virginia Tech, um, I'm going to have to choose North Carolina on this one. I'm also going North Carolina. And the reason, I just think they're a better team. Virginia Tech is a team that, like I said, it, it's, you can call it a home field advantage. They, get very loud they obviously do the inter sandman entrance that everybody likes to hype up but to me just just a side note i i think that it's hard to call something a home field advantage when you lose multiple games a year it doesn't seem like it's that tough of a place to play if if team multiple teams every year beat you at home north carolina i just I really like Sam Howell. This is a team that I think will give Clemson the biggest run for their money in the ACC. Um, I'm not saying they're going to beat Clemson, but they're the team most likely that can beat Clemson. And so in this game specifically, I think they have a lot coming back. Give me North Carolina in this game. And I, you know what I'm going to say? Give me North Carolina big in this game. I think it's not really going to be close. Yeah, I don't think it is either really don't this is one that i think could be interesting as well wisconsin versus penn state um yeah this is going to be a closer one um i'm gonna have to go with wisconsin uh penn state was ranked high last year and they fell off hard and we all saw what happened we can attribute that to a shortened season covid players sitting out all that stuff I think they dropped off a little bit harder 
than just being affected by that because we saw everyone else get affected by that and they didn't drop off that hard. So I'm going to have to go Wisconsin. They were one of the few teams that actually kind of tested Ohio State at one point last year as well. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go Wisconsin in this one. And I think Penn State's ranking is a little bit blown up right now. Agreed. I don't, I don't understand how Penn State could have gotten such a high ranking when last year was such a disaster. I mean, how last year it took them, what, four weeks to win a football game? And I don't, I don't understand, other than the name Penn State, how they could have been such a high-rated team. And, and they went four and five last year. They finished the year hot, so I guess that's kind of the reason. But they, they lost some questionable games. They lost to Nebraska last year. They lost to um, Maryland big at home. I just don't understand still how they got that ranking. Wisconsin, I really like their quarterback as well, Graham Mertz. He is a redshirt sophomore. He last year went um, and really became what Wisconsin needed at quarterback, which is an above average guy who can um, – who has a big arm and he has that he is far above average. I think he can make some noise in the big 10. I think he can, um, he can be uh, potentially uh, an all big 10 type quarterback. And so in this game, give me Wisconsin. I know it's in happy Valley. I know that is a real home field advantage, um, but I think Wisconsin gets a close win against Penn state. Okay, Michigan Northwestern. Um, Michigan State, I should Michigan State Northwestern. Yeah. I'm gonna go in Northwestern. Uh, they they were the ones who made it to the Big Ten championship against Ohio State last year. It was actually very much competing in the first half of that game. So and came out the second half. Well, quarterback wasn't playing the same. Defense wasn't playing the same. Ohio State seemed like they had just figured them out at that point, but they did get to that point and they did compete. So I'm going to have to go with Northwestern because Michigan state did not compete at all in the, in the big 10 last year. So. I did, I'm going to go Michigan state in this game. I think that Northwestern loses a good bit of guys to the NFL and to graduation last year. I think that they really honestly took advantage of a weak big 10 last year, big, big blood, such as, um, such as Penn State was down last year, such as Wisconsin was a little bit down. And so I think that they kind of took advantage of that. And so I don't think they'll be as good this year. I think Mel Tucker is looking for a big win against a, a conference foe. This is a Friday night game that can, that can kind of throw things off for you. So I'm going to go with Michigan State in this game. And I think Mel Tucker gets that win. Okay, LSU, UCLA. Um, I'm going to go LSU. I think LSU doesn't return back to what they were two years ago, but I do think they start on their steps towards getting there. I think they're probably like two or three years removed from being maybe that level again. But um, I think they get better. Uh, they... 
Max Johnson, the quarterback, I think with another year or whatever under his belt, I think he will be better. I think Ed Orgeron, without having the massive bulk, huge, amazing team that he had that one year, is learning how to coach better also. So I think that would be better. And also at UCLA, I just don't trust these West Coast teams against an SEC team. Dorian Thompson is the quarterback for um, UCLA. I remember watching him on, I think it was QB1, um, that old show. And I he, he played, if you watch that Hawaii game, he played so-so. He was mostly running. I think he went like 50%, like 10 for 20 and like 100-something yards. But I don't, I don't see that team beating LSU. I think LSU comes out and makes a big statement to try to make a push in the SEC West for the season. I also have LSU. I just think that they are a better team. I think that – but I will say UCLA is a better team this year. I, I watched a little bit of their game against Hawaii. Granted, it could be Hawaii – could be just because it was Hawaii. Exactly. Watch out for a running back named Zach Charbon Charbon. He is a Michigan transfer for UCLA. And I was really impressed with how he was able to run last week uh, in the little bit that I did watch. Like you said, Max Johnson is back. They do lose um, a little bit of, of his playmakers, but um, you got a guy like Derek Stingley, who's back there at cornerback. They have multiple guys returning on defense. So, yeah, give me LSU in this game. Um, I think it's going to be about a 10 to 14 point win for them. Okay, last pick, Indiana versus Iowa. Right now, I'm going to have to go with, I think, Iowa, if I remember correctly, they had done a little bit better in the Big Ten last year. I'm trying to get to their last year's stats. But, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Iowa. If I remember correctly, I think they, they had done pretty good last year in the Big Ten or better than Indiana. I can't speak on that one too much. I'm not going to lie. I don't know much about both those teams. So I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with Iowa, though. I'm going to go with Iowa, too. They have them at home. Um, I think that they're just one of those teams. They play a lot better at home. Indiana, to me, last year was just kind of a fluke year. Um, they also are one of those teams that just took advantage of a weak Big Ten. And so um, I don't think they'll be back to the level that they were at last year. Iowa, like I said, playing at home, they're usually a pretty consistent team. Give me Iowa. But guys, that's going to be the show for us today. We'll be back next week to preview the NFL season as well as to break down the week one matchups of the biggest game. We'll most likely look at Georgia Clemson and then the Alabama Miami matchup. Our biggest takeaways from those games as well as other games around college football, other things that we noticed. We'll give our first top four rankings of the season. And it should be a fun week. Football is back, so time to celebrate. But yep. this time, 
for Justin. I'm Chase. This has been Let's Get It.